notes in a key doesn't make it uh, the wrong key. It just means I hit different notes. Okay, I'm just saying that the, the that's not how the song goes. You don't understand music I or d- anything. I don't know anything about music theory, no, but... Uh, exactly. I know that that's not how the song goes. Wow. But do you know, do you know what I do know goes? The Real Neighbors. <laughs> Episode 37. I'm not helping you. I'm not helping you at all. Episode 37. I'm just going to watch you squirm. Episode 37. Is that the one we're on? I don't know. What? You're (laughs) not going to help me? I'm going to watch you squirm because you disgust me. All right, guys. I I guess it's just me talking this one. Uh, Is it episode 37? I don't know. No, it's got to be 36. No. Maybe it's 37. You know what? Let's not talk. Let's not not, uh, drag this out. Let's just kind of keep moving on, right? No. Momentum. Momentum. It's 37. Perfect. Perfect. Guys, welcome to episode seven to re- 37 to Real Neighbors. Welcome to episode We're 7. We're here, live and uncut. <laughs> Unplugged in New York. <laughs> and that's not a feature. That's actually a 100% a detrimental downside. What? As you can see so far. Oh, just the fact that we're just like, oh, what episode? I don't know. I don't know what episode it is. Unplugged. Who knows? Raw. Visceral. When people think like, you know, raw Real. and visceral, they want something actually good. As you said, like an, <laughs> like an MTV performance. They don't want like raw, uncut, just pure fucking garbage. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I don't know, man. Oh, dude. But this, okay, this is magical. We're in a cabin. I see fireflies fl- flashing out the window. Oh, it's so nice when it's out there and out of reach because I the mosquitoes are disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, we're trapped in here with one. I feel like everybody says this every single year, but is it worse than last year? It is. It has to be. Without a right? doubt. I didn't get bit that much last year. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm covered, like for real. Yeah. I know. I'm covered too. It's fucking awful. We went out there to take a photo and we're just getting eaten alive and I'm like, ugh, nature. And I, 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 my tendency to just flee to the indoors just it's, kicked in. It's the government, man. It's the government? Yeah. They're like... COVID's not working anymore. Hold on, Jamie. Is it kind of hot in here? Are you, what, it's what are you definitely feeling? It's kinda, hot in like, here. It's kind of toasty, right? Do you want to like get a little bit of a fancies going here? Yeah, we might as well. Actually, you know, did that. I unplug it? I might have. You might have unplugged That's okay, champ. I'll, I'll do it. Unplugged in New don't, York. Don't you worry about it. Yeah. Let me just plug this bad boy in. Go for it. Yeah. Hey, Jamie, why don't you tell us about your week about while my... I do this? Oh, okay. Um, My week. I don't even know. I didn't do much. It's been... It's been kind of boring. Jamie, you're talking oh, to me wait. and I'm bored. Come on. Oh, say wait some, a minute. Say something funny. I don't know. I uh it's 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 pretty mundane. Like I I I went to Niagara Falls. It's fun, but it's it's I, the stories there aren't really, you know, f- fun fun to share with strangers, you know. Not fun to share with strangers. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Niagara Falls is sick actually. I had a great time. Yeah. That's Absolutely. pretty sick. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no. We oh yeah, you don't have to get into detail. It's not none of nobody's business. That's why we do this show to make keep their business out of our keep, business. To keep my business secret. <laughs> even though I'd say most of this is just us sharing every aspect of our lives. Yeah, you know, the, and I do think that at this point there's like a power dynamic happening where sometimes when I talk to someone and they've said, I've listened to your podcast. They very possibly know way more about me than I do about them. No, yeah, that and is true. And it makes me feel weak. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel vulnerable. You are vulnerable, yeah. <laughs> and they still got secrets. They, they're not telling. They don't have a podcast that I can listen to and get the low down. Of I know. How, what a, how weird they are. Keeping secrets is a power move, honestly. The more you can keep, the less uh, people have to really form a so th- at that point you're just still mystique, in the, you're, yeah you, mystique you're an enigma still you know people don't know i know i'm too discovered at this point i'm like an old fossil that's that's been tread over too many times and nobody cares anymore yeah like whatever you're just a you're just a t-rex okay <laughs> we're over you we're gonna be in museums someday <laughs> with a, a, just a book of our lives and i like to think it's theoretically possible that's true our bones why not up in a there museum. could be some weird reason why it could be one thing one fame two we get some crazy deformity that makes us so demented and terrible yeah that we get end up in a museum yeah or like what if we're like hiking one day right place right time or yeah we're hiking like what if amber or something just perfectly we get flooded and get stuck in goop and then we get like hardened in amber oh no it'd be perfectly like perfectly uh, preserves our body or something no it'd be like uh like water and lava converging in the same spot while we get struck by lightning. Yeah. And it just creates this like crazy like element that's, that perfectly contains us. Yeah. Well, what's that? They, <laughs> that you know, that'd be pretty cool. They found a guy like perfectly, it would hurt. perfectly preserved in ice. 
Yes, so like that that's could, true. That could happen to us. Yeah, but my involves water, lava, and lightning. That that is cooler than that, guys. I will. Yeah, yeah. I'll give like, you that. His, I feel, I feel like you know that's kind of a dime a dozen thing. Like, come on, really? We, yeah. we haven't found all of them, but how many people have just frozen to death? It's not that hard, dude. All you have to do <laughs> is just walk out there and fall over and die. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, to be fair, the the uh, circumstances have to be perfect for you to be preserved like perfectly though like people freeze and still decompose i guess something about what was captured in the ice with him it was know. some sort of preservative that yeah. actually helped it yeah well, oh, okay that makes sense i don't know i read about something like that when i was younger they called him like the ice man because people are super creative right yeah so. unfortunately i never got the memo because uh all the meat i keep in the freezer for years on end seems fine yeah you, you eat it a couple <laughs> years later <laughs> Uh, you pull out a burger and you're like, ah, oh, it looks pretty good. <laughs> just scrape the the green off it, the freezer burn off. Yeah, it. yeah, just scrape, yeah, scrape that green freezer burn off of it. Okay, this is gross. When I was younger, I used to like the taste of freezer burn, like popsicles and stuff. Oh, I liked the way. Gave it yeah, a bit I of a tang. I liked the initial rush. I liked the initial rush of like the chunks of ice in the. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. That's I don't think that's really weird. Well, no, but there gets to a point where there's like a weird aftertaste because of it, and I somehow enjoy. I don't like it now, but when I was younger, I enjoyed it. I, the was, aftertaste as well. The freezer burn aftertaste. You know, you must have you must have had some delicious like old chicken in there or something that really <laughs> stuck to really the popsicles. That, yeah, that like got into like the ice that froze onto your popsicle, gave it a nice little kick. <laughs> Just salmonella, <laughs> pure salmonella. Maybe. Little did you know, you were actually developing antibodies for that's, salmonella. That's true. And you would have died at ten years old when you ate that raw turkey at Thanksgiving. That's true. If not for the fact that you were eating salmonella through freezer burn My on your popsicles for the last five years. Yeah. No, that's a good, that's solid theory. You know what? With the amount of people on this planet, I believe that has happened at least once. <laughs> I believe that. The, the chicken, I'm serious. The just, chicken well, freezer just, burn? When there's billions and billions of people that have lived and, like, that have lived and died, and yeah, it only needs to happen once. Mm-hmm. And if there's like a point, like put five, zero, ten, five to ten zeros there in a one percent chance. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. Actually, I, it could be. Yeah. Well, okay. This is really bad. I remember uh, it wasn't. It was a couple years ago, maybe. I was really drunk, and I ate like a little piece of raw chicken, and a bunch of people like were like, "What are you doing?" And then I ate it, and they're like, "You can literally die." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess that's true." Good point. Good point. And I already swallowed it and everything. I was like, "Okay, well, well I did." I did. That's good. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot here. of people actually will eat salmonella to, to keep developing an immunity towards it. Yeah. Because if you didn't know, it's just it's it's basically the only reason people die from salmonella is the fact that they're pussies. Well, it's like a lot of things. You can just develop an antibodies and immunity towards it. Yeah. So if you eat like a tiny bit of salmonella, and then you start eating more and more, you will get to the point that you can eat like an amount of salmonella that could kill someone else. Okay. Weird. And my buddy had a roommate that ate salmonella. Like he extracted his own salmonella and ate it every he day. He would just like he would just know he would like intentionally like raw chicken and shit. Yeah, because he knew. Uh, is because he, is he still he alive? Was like, well, he was really into like like natural immunities and stuff like that, or something. I don't know, something weird. But yeah, he. Uh, but yeah, he was like immune to salmonella, and he was like, if I just as, as long as I like, have, and he basically said, as long as I have salmonella, sometimes yeah, I will just continue we're, to remain immune to it. We're Isn't gonna that get crazy. We're gonna get flagged. Like this podcast is gonna be flagged as false information, dangerous misinformation. We're gonna like kill people <laughs> over this. Have, well, have you ever heard of anecdotal evidence for a particular person? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think most people there's a lot of people who die of salmonella, so that's a risky business. That guys, you know. Well, it's about starting small. There's lots of things that kill you in large quantities, but if you like, there's but there's lots of things that if you start in low quantities and slowly develop mm-hmm. your body towards to be like to be like I know what this is, I know what it does, and I'm ready for it. Yeah, I read then, about uh, you're good. I read about a guy who did that with like red meat too, because apparently that is it is a lot safer. Chicken is definitely the most dangerous meat to eat raw. Well, um, you can you can eat blue steak. The thing is, though, you should really be. Uh, you should probably just buy quality meat, and you, knowing where it comes from, if you're doing that. Yeah. Why would you buy like? I wouldn't be going to Loblaws and going to the on sale. Yeah. On sale aisle for like the date, like the ones that are expiring today. 
mm-hmm. to make blue steak. I would no. definitely be like, no, I'm getting primo well, meat. No, but I'm not even taught. Like, I know blue steak, you at least cook it to a degree. I'm saying... You cook it for literally, like, 20 seconds. But I'm saying there's people who, like, adamantly just eat raw meat. Like, it's it's a very niche group, obviously. It's not popular. And again, it, there is some dangers to it. But there are people who are like, oh, I oh, think... Oh, yeah, you're talking about ground, right? Like, yeah, people are just straight up... Well, I'm not talking about any fancy dish. There are a lot of dishes that are technically raw. I'm saying there's, like, people who don't cook meat at all. Like, their whole thing is to be, like, my body can get used to it, and they think it's, like, healthier, even though I don't really think there's uh, much... That's actually... There's not much science there, I don't That's think. half true, because, actually, I've eaten raw beef. Yeah. there's You can actually get it from a... Uh, I lived in Little India in Toronto. Yeah. And there was a place there where you can buy, like, uh, you can get, like, this, like, cool type of bread, and they give you a bunch of, like, in my case, I, I, I wanted beef. And they, they sold raw beef, so I was like, I want to try that. Yeah. So I, I bought the raw beef, and I put it on the wrap thing, and it it tasted weird. Was it, was it like, nan bread or just, like, a pita? Or it a wasn't nan bread. I, oh. I would have said so. Is, is it nan or non? Oh, I don't know. I think it's non bread. Probably. But, um, I wasn't sure. That's why I didn't say non-bread. It, but it's some sort of th- uh, something in a similar, very similar field, like a pita wrap or something like that. Okay, yeah. It tasted very strange. Yeah, like the texture was very mushy. Like y- yeah, it's it's it was very weird. Like yeah. my body was not prepared for it, and, and it I was... don't even think I didn't get sick, but I didn't feel good. Right. I was just very. I think my body was just confused. I was like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. I don't know what you just ate. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um. Yeah, that, and I believe it was a. Uh, it was in Little India. It might have been a Caribbean restaurant or something like that. Okay. It was like a ten minute walk from my house. And when we first moved, we were like, let's just go to like a cool local place. Yeah. On the like after we finished like moving everything, so we just like all walked down and. That's quite. Yeah, I went to like some random. That's place. quite the multicultural experience. You're, you're in Toronto. You're in Little India, and you go to a Caribbean restaurant. I know. Pretty cool. That's, eh? that's just. Everything. All hey, it's in not one. like it's a hard rule. It's not <laughs> like they're like, "Hey, yeah, you have to have you an can't Indian do that. restaurant." Yeah, <laughs> true. You well, know, it's they, they have a lot of they have a lot of Indian food there, but they also just have a lot of exotic food in general. Yeah, in uh, Little India, that sounds cool. No, uh, dude, I do love that about Toronto. Yeah, uh, that was always cool to me. Yeah. Do you remember? Uh, again, I honestly feel like we mentioned this at some point on this podcast, but whatever, it's gonna happen. I remember we uh, when we were younger, d- you were like. I've always wanted to eat raw bacon. And then we both, we didn't swallow it, but we both took raw bacon, just put it in our mouth and like sucked on it for a bit. Yes, we did do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if we talked about that, but. No? Okay. It, it was, you know what it was, and it's not fair, mm-hmm. is all the kids shows would display bacon. And when they did, like them eating bacon and it looking really delicious, it was never like crispy cooked bacon it was always like raw strips of bacon that's true yeah and as a kid i would watch that and go those look delicious why am i eating this bacon my parents are giving me yeah meanwhile some sort of like i don't know like some sort of coyote or something's eating this bacon <laughs> this cartoon coyote on tv yeah so I, I i remember fantasizing i'd be like i just want to eat raw bacon i guess yeah and i think i i'm not sure if i convinced you if you were just onto it i don't know but oh i, I remember putting it in my mouth i did too i feel like you easily convinced me you're like think of how delicious this smells and looks i'm like that's a good point and, and you probably saw the same shows i did yeah so your brain's going i mean that does look delicious yeah I don't know. I tell a lot of cartoons had some good looking food. I remember the the Teletubby custard. I used to always want. Oh, that. I was raving about that recently. <laughs> with someone, I don't. Who was yeah. that? Did we talk about that? On, no, we talked no. about it with a friend of ours. Oh, okay, we were talking about shit that looked delicious on TV, and I remember saying Teletubby's custard. Yeah, was my jam. I always felt that. My too. God. Yeah, because and didn't they have like the weird like it was like smiley face cookie? Was it pancakes? Like a, or maybe it was a pancake. Some form of thing it looked delicious too whatever it was i just remember them coming home and they would just be like farting out that like <laughs> goop and they'd be like <laughs> they'd be like custard it's just like pouring Smearing everywhere it all over their bodies yeah. rolling around <laughs> <laughs> i would i would i would i would pay to see that yeah <laughs> somebody please make that uh, <laughs> just the teletubbies but they're just like mm, really custard. gross <laughs> just like literally just like licking it off their fingers and wiping it on their face you think about it, that's like that would be an expensive like bit like you'd have to spend a lot of money on these nice teletubby costumes and then you just ruin them but you're custom. targeting an audience yeah and we have, our audience is ripe for something like that i'm confident yeah i think the world's waiting for it <laughs> 
And you know what? Technology is always getting better and better. Making special effects and shit's getting easier and easier. One day you won't even need a set you or actors or anything. You just generate <laughs> everything and it looks real and you just make shit. Yeah. Wow. You're a, you're a visionary. Yeah, man. nothing will mean anything. I, I, as soon as you pictured that, I still pictured uh, like us needing to be teletub- in Teletubby suits, but the custard would be fake. And I was like, <laughs> I just I just pictured like that invisible food from Hook. Like we're just pretending to oh, smear yeah. stuff all over wow, us. Wow, dude, in hindsight, <laughs> the, the first half of that scene must have been so easy to film. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, so none of the food's here yet. You can just pretend there's food. <laughs> And man, like, th- I mean, we're saving so much on budget right that's now. That's quality acting. They're all pretending to eat. Is that like the only movie that that's ever happened in? They're all just sitting around <laughs> pretending to eat. Yeah, I yeah, know. That was, <laughs> you know what? We were talking about this. Hook got shit on so bad in the bo- in like just in re- reviews and, and what so have you. Yeah, we were but actually very I recently. Just, yeah. Yeah, like a, like a couple weeks ago. Maybe but that's everybody why it's I have ever talked to thought Hook was a great movie. Mm-hmm. And they was, or they said, I, w- I rewatched it later. Still a great movie. I feel like I kind of shit on it on this podcast, actually, because I do think we talked about it a long time ago. I just have a vague memory, and I kind of changed my mind because I think when I I think I kind of lost interest the most recent time I tried to watch it. But I wouldn't say it's bad. It just it was way cooler as a kid, but it's still not. It I I wouldn't say it's bad. You know what I mean? I think it was a great indication of the times. Yeah. It was like such a it was made in the late 90s with uh with Robin Williams. And uh, I forget who the 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 head pirate guy was, but he was a pretty notable actor as well. Captain Hook, yeah. Uh, and you know he what? He was scary, especially when he lost his wig. That freaked me out. I know. Kid. He he did a great job and it it was weird because Robin Williams was like as a, I I think we might have said this in, in private, but yeah. Robin Williams was kind of in that like same age phase, right? So it feels like you're going through that journey with him. Like mm. I don't know, it's it's it, well, it's very wholesome to me somehow. It is I don't like, know why. It is a timeless movie too, because like even the original story of Peter Pan, I think it's technically supposed to be about getting older and kind of holding on to like imagination and stuff. So yeah, it's Robin Williams when he's older. And he did get older, and it's basically him trying to like re explore his old imagination is kind of the vibe and it's actually a very it's kind of a sad movie because it's makes you think about like mortality and stuff almost like you know it's all just about him getting older but and yeah and it was weird kind of, too. it is a sad movie to a degree but it, it is i don't know it's good i think and there's not there is nothing necessarily wrong with his life either that he yeah. left you yeah know? it was just a very plain adult life yeah and then he kind of then he as you said he went on this journey he got a bit of that spark back Mm-hmm. You know, of naivety and like curiosity and wanting to explore things and see what happens and just kind of being free with your Ruthie. Is it Ruthio yeah, or Rufio or Rufio? Yeah, okay. Rufio. Oh, that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> makes you think of roofies or what? Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that. Um, but, but, yeah, but so Rufio. that's kind of cool. So it's like the whole story I said is like someone who got older and then he reobtained that passion. He came back and yeah. I remember uh, the scene in it. It was uh, Rufio, and he's fighting Hook, and he like he catches his like hook with a sword or something. He's like, "Looky, looky, I've got Hooky." And I remember as a, <laughs> as as a kid, I remember that scene. Yeah, yeah and then he has like one hand behind his back while he's fighting him just to show off. Yeah, and... why? Like, why is that one of the few things I remember about that movie? And we can't say spoilers because oh, nobody would be able to handle how that ends. That's true. I know that movie's. Oh, there's actually a really like fucked up scene in that movie um don't they like lock someone in a box and just throw like scorpions and stuff in it yes that's correct that freaked me out as a kid like yeah no i was pretty that was pretty fucked up however pretty tame in the grand scheme of things because (laughs) growing up it was we had some pretty metal films that's true so (laughs) the one i always quote is the the one that always creeped me out the most was pinocchio yeah the kids the whole like like donkeys and they were all drinking yeah, like all drunk off of beer, and he's like he and Pinocchio is basically in a bar, yeah, hanging out with these guys, and they turn into donkeys, and like the whole island turns into donkey people, and he has to escape on a boat. Yeah, it was pretty fucking metal. Yeah, really. Okay, yeah. nobody's doing like now we have Wreck It Ralph, and like Wreck It Ralph thematically is the polar opposite. It's like feel good, funny, like inside the, jokes. The, I don't know, man. The devil's in that movie. True, but he's funny. That's true. They made him really funny. Yeah. Now, what would be quite a what would be kind of off putting if he was just like normal Satan? Yeah. 
and he was like causing havoc and destruction and killing people, and mm-hmm. that would actually maybe be more akin to or well, what we watched as a kid. Well, I'd if s- Wreck It Ralph was made in the sixties, yeah, the, the devil would a- would have actually been the devil, just like killing, yeah, some of the 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 making metal music, <laughs> killing some of the references. inspiring, taking people's souls and giving them musical abilities. True. That's true. what the devil does. Is that still a rumor, like a big rumor that Led Zeppelin sold their soul to the devil? I don't. I think less people probably believe it now, but I don't I know. I think it kind of disappeared. I yeah. remember when we were kids, people talked about it all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, don't listen to Led Zeppelin. Yeah. They well, sold their soul to Satan. Well, there was a lot of bands that had that rumor going around. Um, but Le- for me, Led Zeppelin was a big one. Yeah. I heard about that one more than once. There was a there was a blues artist, and I wish I knew the name since I'm going to, if I'm referencing. Uh, something Johnson. He wrote the yeah. song uh, okay. uh, uh, Crossroads in the, in the 30s. Yeah. Like, I went down to the crossroads. Yeah. I uh, forget the so, last name. It was something Johnson. So he was definitely like one of the first big rumors like that going around. Because he even, didn't he kind of perpetuate that? He, he was confessed like, to it. I sold my soul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, he, he said that he sold his soul to the devil. Mm-hmm. Gets everyone all freaking out. Um, I, w- I wonder if Benny can find that for me. It's kind of hard to. Maybe that's what the real neighbors has to do. Uh, Robert Johnson. That's it. That was his name. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Cool. Thanks, Benny. I actually used one of his songs in a project. That's why I kind of I remembered that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I would say a lot of like old rock music too. A lot of them claimed like like any any band that used kind of like satanic imagery too so like slayer iron maiden stuff like that a lot of people like parents of yeah you know okay I, mean? I heard the iron maiden one too well oh, there's a lot of a lot of bands and honestly. before we forget i just remembered it his story was and he the song i think the song's called across the devil at the crossroad or something but yeah the the and it's Robert and it's actually Johnson it's in a, yeah it's in a lot of pop culture now where like when you make a deal with the devil you do it at the crossroad okay so you like go to like the uh, desert, like middle of nowhere. You find a crossroads and then like you, you railroads like a, and stuff. No, crossroads just like a. I think it's literally just a crossing of roads in the middle of nowhere, sort of thing. Okay. Now, what if I now in Sarnia there's a thing called Five Corners. Uh, there's five streets all crossing. Do you think that you would be even? You would find the devil even easier there. No, that's not very bluesy though. That's true. It's too like suburban. It's too. I was at the five crossroads. Yeah, you can't say like I was at Young and Dundas in mm-hmm. Toronto. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not I gonna work. You have to. You have to like. Yeah. You have to go up to like some like desert or something. Or, that's like, true. Go in the middle of nowhere. There's no humans, and like the crossroads are are dirt. Like I actually, I think that would be the prerequisite. Yeah. If you go to a crossroad to make a deal with the devil, guys, it needs to be dirt roads. It does. Yeah, dirt roads is a big one. And that explains Lil Nas X with Old Town Road. He sold his soul to the devil his newest, to make bad music? Because his newest music video had the devil in it oh, after shit. he made Old Town Roads. Dude, Dude, I don't know anything about Lil... How do you know all this stuff about this guy? He is a very popular guy. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because he sold his soul to Satan, exactly, I guess. Exactly, exactly. I, I would have I added in like... Like if I like I would prefer to be like Led Zeppelin over Lil Nas, so I would have added in like maybe make me like a legendary yeah like guitar player or something too. But well, yeah, the Lil Nas thing it was um basically he was like giving the devil like a lap dance and stuff. And I remember I watched like uh, this pastor or something freaking out over it. He's like, "This is the guy who made Old Town Road, and he's ruining the minds of the young." And he was like going off, and I'm just like, "Well, I mean, he was like gay when he made that song too, so it's not like I don't know." And and it's funny. I always find it funny when someone clearly does something for shock value, and then people react accordingly. Like, yeah, it's they so get the exact out. reaction they expect. I know. I know. For me, even if so I found it tasteless, my my number one goal. Would to be to make sure they get no satisfaction. Well, yeah, because they're giving them publicity. If you're like in action. my heart of hearts, if I was like, oh, I don't like that, I'd yeah. just be like, I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah, because guess what? They they're probably like sitting there going like, let's make something fucking crazy and piss someone off or well, make someone not like this, and they'll it's, get mad. It's just so predictable. It's just funny. It's like whenever any artist does something like shock value that they know is gonna make a certain demographic angry, it's like 100 percent success rate. Then yeah, then it just works. And I'm like, well, but you know what? For what it's worth. It only takes like one. Mm-hmm. So if there's a thousand pastors out there, if you do something inflammatory, all it takes is like one percent of them reacting, yeah. and you did it. And it's still you got them. Yeah, right. It's still ten a of lot them of are still flipping out, and going oh, blah blah blah. And everybody's like, everybody's like, look at the goofy pastor. Everybody yeah. laugh at him. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's, don't like the Satan getting the lap dance? Yeah. I know. It's just, yeah. It's just very, uh, what's the word? I said it already. Predictable, yeah. It's shock value. Yeah. You, you don't go, I want to give a dip, the devil a lap dance in a music video because you think it's a... Uh, I don't know, like well, what? Like, oh, oh, is it I guess thematic it, to the song? Like, it is. Well, it... Okay. well, I will say I don't know. I actually don't think I've ever f- heard the song, but I do think I do think there's a slight meaning to it. I think he's kind of just pointing out that in religion, like homosexuality is kind of frowned upon. So I think there was a message. Oh, there. because the guy's gay. Yeah. So I, I, I think to a I degree see. there was a message there. But yeah, at the end of the day, though, he still did it in a shocking way for that reason, and they're literally giving him the exact attention. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. <laughs> It's just not shocking to me anything that played out after that video came out. That's also pretty meta that we're both talking about a song that neither of us have listened to. Yeah. You've only heard the drama around it, and I've never even heard of Lil Nas. Right. So. You've heard Old Town Road with Bill Billy Ray Cyrus. He's like, I'm going to take my horse to the Old Town Road. Is It's not a girl. Uh, that sing that song? No. <laughs> that I'm th- I'm thinking of a completely different song. It's like him and Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus? Yeah. He's still around? Yeah. And he's making hit songs? Yeah. Like now? Yeah, he just like, had a huge just one. recently. Yeah, a couple years ago, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You can do a lot with a b- achy breaky heart. I guess. I didn't I, I didn't even realize isn't he like 60? Mm, he could be. Yeah. Wow, I'm just trying to process. There's so much happening here. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, okay, Billy Ray Cyrus is still relevant. Yeah. Uh, cool. Benny, how old is Billy Ray Cyrus? Um, he is 59 years old. Oh, so dude, I called it. You were very close. Right on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He used to he used to churn out the hits back in the 90s or whatever. Dude, his the the peak of his career was Hannah Montana for sure. Yeah, uh, to be real, he probably made probably equivalent amount of money doing Hannah Montana that he did with his music. Oh, to back in the day, yeah, that's probably true. If you think However, about all the merch, like Hannah Montana sold, he probably made royalties off a bit of the merch. He probably, you know, and he probably represented his daughter to a large degree. Yeah, in terms of what she was. Doing. Yeah, when she was younger, so he was probably getting bank off that too. Yeah. No, he probably made a lot of money off Hannah Montana. That's true. Lots of fuck you money. Do you know what he did with it? Yeah. He started doing rap collabs. Yeah. That's what he does. Dude, I got to look this up now. Yeah. This is great. Oh, it's... Yeah. That that song was, was huge. So do you actually say... I know this is starting to come across as out of touch, but mm-hmm. is it Lil Nas X? Yeah. Damn. That's a lot. Yeah. I, like, which, just saying it. Which, like, into the mic felt very... <laughs> yeah. Unnatural. Which, uh... I think again, it's funny because yeah, I don't actually know much about him, but uh, I heard. I also heard because when I first heard that name, I'm like, "There's already a rapper named like Nas or like Nas or whatever." So I was like, "I don't know how the, that rapper pronounces it, but it is just Nas." I think it's Nas or Nas or something. Again, that's pretty out of touch, but I know that's a rapper. I from think like that's the a 90s. pretty safe bet, bet because everybody puts Lil in front of their. Yeah, but I'm just like that's kind of a bit of a ripoff. But I actually think I heard he might be changing it too. Just just random articles Hold on. pop up with what? all these new Zoomer Lil rappers coming out. Mm-hmm. Is Lil Wayne still relevant? Yeah. Is he still making music? I think he is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. How? Yeah. I wonder. I wonder how old he Man, is. Man, I I will say I'm so out of. Uh, I'm pretty, I'm actually, I would say in terms of music, I'm pretty up to date on almost every genre or I've listened to a decent amount of like the big ones for every genre. Yeah. Except for rap and country. Yeah. So even when you said like there was a rap and country collab in both in one video, that unfortunately did not clear any smoke for me. I'm like, that was equally confusing. Right. (laughs) Because you know what? Country and rap, or as I like to call it, crap. Crap. I'm just kidding. You know, that was. I like some rap. That's pretty common for under 30, I think. Yeah. I am wondering if maybe around 30, I will have the same effect everybody else has, where I will suddenly like country. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm I'm open to it. I I like I like country. I guess I honestly I would say there is music from pretty much every genre that I think they have. There are some songs that are really good. So I I don't know. Even country, like I would say a lot of like the modern country coming out, like the overly poppy, like pandery country. That's just very generic i don't like that but like i do think a lot of old school country is pretty cool like it used to have kind of a cool like i like that old country owned up to it yeah they they kind of went 
this is real. This is just full blown country. There's no, there's no mix here. This isn't pop country. This, there's yeah. no bullshitting. This is. We have a banjo, and I'm just bearing my soul oh, yeah. and talking about cowboy stuff. Yeah, like, I, I like the fact that it is exactly what it should be. Mm-hmm. I can at least respect that. Yeah, like I don't know, Wailing Jennings or like Johnny Cash or like uh, even R- Roger Miller. He's like pretty funny country artist. Yeah, I, yeah. but there, like, yeah, a lot of old school country I like. So I don't like again. You gotta be in the mood. I don't just go around like riding my horse everywhere listening to it. But you know. <laughs> I wish I had a horse. Oh, that'd be cool. I'd ride it to the to the old town roads, the old crossroads. <laughs> ride it down to the crossroad. <laughs> Step one: get a horse. Two: find dirt roads on horse. Mm-hmm. Three: make a deal with the devil. Step four: profit. Get ask for a nineteen seventy Stratocaster. <laughs> ask to collab with a hit rapper. A hit rapper. <laughs> yeah. Throw the guitar away. Yeah. Say please. Let me play. Let me. Let me collab with the next Lil. I don't care. When is he coming? I don't know. I don't care. But the next big Lil. Yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah. I wonder. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm asking very open-ended questions that I know you don't know the answer. And, it, and the question I was about to ask is so loaded. Like, I, a simple search wouldn't even be able to help. Wouldn't even start to scratch Because I was just going to say, I wonder who, like, the very first, like, rapper to use Lil in their name was. But I'm like, there's probably oh, no quantifiable way to actually find that. Well, there would be a way to... F- if we, we could probably Google who was the first big Lil. Big is the key thing, but... yeah. Like clearly, if it's such a big thing, like it must have been some some kind of cultural thing where a lot of people started using it. Like I'm, I don't know. I'm assuming there must have been more right off the bat. You know, I don't know. That's a good one. Yeah, I don't know. So man, why, let's. Uh, <laughs> we've been on. We've been deep into the topics of things we don't know for a while now. Yeah, I'm starting to feel a little. Uh, <laughs> We're just asking open-ended I'm in, questions. I'm just in strange territory. I don't. I don't know where we are. Yeah, or where <laughs> this goes. Where are we? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, rap, country. Absolutely. Yeah. Country rap. That's my favorite genre. <laughs> well, Jamie, where should we bounce to next? Where should we bounce to? There is someone you've been wanting to talk about a lot lately and you Oh, s- that's true. You still oh, haven't. yeah, I haven't I haven't Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting. Yeah. You yes. might as, you might as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've always wanted to talk about And guys, please look this up. I think this will become a very interesting source of intrigue. Mhm. In, it's in, ter- in terms of like memes, this is a good long-term investment, I think. <laughs> yeah. This will pay off in the future, okay? Yeah. This guy I, I've been tracking, his name's Connor Murphy. I don't watch all of his videos. I don't think any human being with, with a fully functioning brain possibly could. Mm-hmm. But he used to be... He probably became famous for two things. One, he was, that, he was one of those shirtless guys who would you know, walk up to women and like take his shirt off and... Go look. Here's my six pack. Wait, like, did he do like up on steroids? Videos, exactly. Oh, except God. it wasn't even like <laughs> he would just basically take his shirt off. Yeah, and the girls would go, "Wow, you have abs." Cool. Yeah, and that was his videos, right? <laughs> wow. So then, at one point, H three H three did like a video on him, ripping on him, kind of thing, right? Yeah. Well, that guy, he so he was making these kind of videos for years and years just your, you know there's nothing wrong with that typical jockey guy just wants to hit on girls and take his shirt off <laughs> yeah. whatever not i wouldn't call it a wholesome life but it's a life yeah he people react to it and well, give him views so you know exactly then he started taking uh ayahuasca mm-hmm. which if anybody's wondering is dmt yeah brain juice <laughs> yeah and he started taking it a lot then he had a nervous breakdown and he started talking about his like parental issues and like all these deep-rooted things and he cried for an hour then he deleted that video like it was on a stream or something yeah he just randomly uploaded it near the oh, beginning okay. and then you can find the video he deleted it but people re-uploaded it right? was he but, on like was he did because i think ayahuasca if you drink ayahuasca it lasts a lot longer than dmt because i think dmt is like a short buzz like you you smoke it and it lasts a bit i think ayahuasca lasts yes longer. It, it does la- i think yeah you're right so, so was I he think, like on ayahuasca i think dmt doesn't last very long it's the same thing as uh not as short as salvia a little bit longer, but it's not like even like smoking weed would last longer, as like oh. like you're saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. Apparently, DMT is like a ten minute thing. It's a short thing. Yeah. yeah. But ayahuasca, I think that is true. If you take ayahuasca in a certain form, it will last longer. And I think that is because uh, uh, what was his name? The Vsauce. Yeah. He did an episode about that for his uh, show Mindfield. Right. And he was on ayahuasca, and I think it lasted four to six hours. 
okay, or yeah. something like that. So, because I know, I know again in uh, in like the rainforest, like a lot of places in uh, South America, there's like shamans who do these like retreats. That's exactly what he did. Yeah, but he I, went down and did a shamanic ritual. But I was under the stuff. impression it lasted like all day, but. I don't know. It could be depends. It probably depends on how much you do or well, where you are. Well, it's it's like every drug. You have your kind of going up, then your peak, and then your you've hit the peak, and now you're coming down. Yeah, like it it goes through all those typical motions. Right. And I think, yeah, I don't know. You'd have to watch. It's I think it's actually available now. I think he made it like available to anybody to watch. But oh, I thought you meant ayahuasca. He's no just the V sauce video. It's he's just selling ayahuasca now. He he did ayahuasca for it's the show. A, it's so. available to everyone now. Anyway, yeah. it's a very intense, powerful drug, obviously, super legal, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, <laughs> he started taking it once every two hours. Yeah. Like, did full-blown, like, heroic doses of DMT. Yeah. So the guy's tripping out in DMT all day. He's making the most batshit insane videos I've ever seen. Yeah. And I mean so batshit that you can't even track what's happening half the time. Right. It's just lots of like weird colors and abstraction. Mm-hmm. And I think to him it means something, but his brain at this is so yargled at this point, <laughs> which that's not even a word. And I, and I, I created it, a new word to try to describe Whoa, what's going on with here. this guy. I know. <laughs> and, I, and it works. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. It made me feel a certain way. I believe his brain's yargled. That, yeah. makes, that makes a lot of sense. It, it's just nonsense. My and brain's it, a little yargled, but his is probably a lot more yargled. So if you go to his YouTube channel, he barely gets any views now, but mm-hmm. he is just making the craziest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Just pure garbage. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and and he's just completely... This guy went from like a a weird, like a, you know, like a ripped jockey, you know, like a t- normal dude. I almost miss him being just like kind of like a douche, you yeah. know? Yeah. Now he's a... Uh, crazy hippie and he's way off the deep does end. tons of like dmt and like trips out all the time and yeah well just a weird dude well yeah so yeah the video you showed me i remember it's almost didn't it see he because he streams too right oh yeah he was live streaming and yeah. he was watching three videos at once mm-hmm. while he was like reading articles and he was reading articles about two things one he was obsessed with h3h3's videos on him so okay. he kept playing those on the loop weird. on one side of the screen then on the other side of the screen, he was convinced he was Evan Hansen from the... There's like a really famous like theater show called Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. He was convinced he was Evan Hansen. So he was like reading wikis about Evan Hansen. I don't even know who that is, but... I know, it's weird. I only know because I am I do lots of theater in Toronto. Right. Um, and it's a pretty famous show. So okay. it's like... It, a, lo- a lot of people do know about it, but it's not surprising if you don't know about it. That's the kind of... The niche it's in. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh yeah, then he had a Zoom call. Where he had all these random people coming in that watches that watches YouTube, yeah, and they're all basically saying "go get help," yeah, because he's he's just on the ground, and it's like a thing where he starts a Zoom call and they all like come in, and it's just a webcam looking at a ceiling for twenty minutes, then he randomly shows up, yeah, just talks for a bit, and then he just like smacks the camera and runs off again, like right, just yeah. It, obviously, it's very sad on a personal level that yeah, his, yeah. his whole life's being uploaded and completely destroyed, and who knows if his brain is ever going to get anything close to recovered. Uh, honestly, at this point, he should be happy if he can even just live a... He can have a regular food schedule. Right. Like, eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then go to bed at 12. If that's if he can get that the rest of his life, he did good Yeah. at this point. but Yeah, it's sad. And it's also crazy to me that someone would go that far with something like that, like a substance that are like psychedelics. Like I, I just, that blows my mind because I mean, I uh, obviously like ayahuasca retreats, like I've heard uh, there can be some, some benefits to it. Like there are people who actually walk away. Uh, there's people who claim like they stopped doing like hard drugs cause they went on a retreat like that. So obviously like the substance in a small dose isn't necessarily bad, but it's weird that someone would go that far with that and keep doing it. And you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. Cause like, yeah, I've definitely read a lot of things about it and how some people claim it's benefited them and they're not like totally whacked or their mind now. So it's, it's strange to me that someone even feels the need to go that far with a substance like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was listening to a bunch of stuff on Sid Barrett. Yeah. And Sid Barrett's another good example. He, yeah. yeah, he did something similar, not as extreme really, but he was just already a pretty far out guy. Yeah. You know? He did and, a lot uh, of drugs though too. Yeah. Now he did a lot of acid, but this guy's doing ayahuasca every two hours. Like yeah. on a on that scale, he should be more fucked up. 
yeah, of thing, right? Because that's you're not his brain's not giving any time to ground itself. <laughs> it's just obliterating his brain on a daily basis. Now I think Sid Bear obviously did a lot of acid. Yeah, I think he did uh, like heroin and stuff as well. He probably did. I think, I, I think most people did. Uh, like it was like rock it was stars standard of the time. for rock stars back then. Yeah, yeah. but I th- I think yeah the acid. I think what... acid was one of the big ones. Oh yeah, and his sister said. And I, and I thought it was intriguing because it's like looking at like even when you look at someone like Connor Murphy is it was hard for Sid and apparently later in life to manage patterns. Yeah. It was hard for him to have a set breakfast, lunch, dinner, bedtime. Yeah. It, that, that whole The whole construct of having a structured day was kind of just gone. Yeah. And so it was, it was hard to take away. care of him because <laughs> he would you, she could show up and maybe he didn't eat or yeah. maybe he didn't sleep. Because there was no guarantee he'd ever do those things. Because it's like it's almost like this weird. He was he was always in this weird chaotic state. Yeah, and uh, it's so that's an interesting thing to me. I'm like apparent, and like Connor Murphy's kind of becoming similar, where he just like just is very scatterbrained and can't handle structure. Yeah. Do you know what blew my mind? Yeah, Sid Barrett died in 2006. He lived a long life. So he actually was alive for a long time, but he was just basically in like special care because his brain just he just fried it basically. Yeah, and the members would visit him, but then the Sid's mother eventually said, "Please don't visit anymore." Yeah, because every single time Sid saw them, apparently he would be out of sorts and upset. And Bring him back to like yeah. Apparently, it would last a couple of weeks where he'd just be down and upset and whatever. Yeah. So that's fair. I don't know, yeah. Yeah, Sid Barrett, like, his whole story, like, I definitely know a lot more about him than Connor Murphy, but Sid Barrett, like, I I was reading about him a lot uh, a couple years ago, and it was just very interesting to me, like, how that whole story went down. But uh, do you know, uh, have you ever seen The Wall, like, Pink Floyd, like, the movie The Wall? The one in 1982? I think I, I yes, uh, I saw. Well, I, I didn't see all. I haven't seen all of it. Like I haven't I don't know sat down and out. watched it front to back. But I've I've watched some of the like music videos okay. for the songs and stuff yeah. like that. Because uh, and they are very good. Well, amazing hand drawn animations. Oh yeah. Well, My favorite one was probably just before you're about to say something. Yeah. Is uh, I really liked the trial. Okay. Yeah. The the like the whole last snippet. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. No, it's it actually is a really cool movie, but um. I'd actually. When did it come out? Was it? Did it come out that long after the wall came out? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, album? yeah. A couple, good couple years later. Oh, okay, I actually because know that. it started off as a, like an album release, then a tour, right. and then eventually said we want to do a movie adaption. Oh, okay. So I did think it took a, it took a couple years. Oh, okay. I and I think didn't know the that. wall was uh, nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, I think sounds, that sounds right. Sounds right. Yeah, like the other albums, like "Wish You Were Here" and "Animals Came First, and those were mid '70s. So that right. makes sense. Yeah. So the yeah, that was just at the very end of the uh, the '70s. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. So apparently, uh, one scene from that, which I thought was kind of interesting, uh, you like, there's a scene where there's a guy sitting on a laying down on a couch or something, and he's smoking a cigarette. And the cigarette burns all the way down to his fingers. Yes, I, I yeah, I saw that scene. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they just burns all the way to his fingers. Apparently, that's actually based on Sid Barrett. Apparently, when he was first kind of just hard, kind of hard to work with, when it was his mental health was starting to kind of dwindle, um, I guess they they basically just went and did a show they were trying to get him to come but he wouldn't come and yeah, he just was like, backstage and they said okay we'll see you after the show and he or yeah it was something like that maybe he maybe he was at home i don't remember the exact story but he was smoking when they left and they said then they came back he he was after the show like they tried to get him to come and he wouldn't come they came back and apparently he, the cigarette he didn't move an inch the whole time they were performing like he was frozen like totally just like frozen and apparently the cigarette burned all the way down his fingers and they could tell because there was just a whole long thing of ash on his pants and it just burned all the way down so yeah, yeah. so that's where the imagery for that actually came from is it came from Sid they actually you know witnessed what? him do that but keep in mind it i mean this is probably this is just my opinion but yeah. the, uh, pretty much their entire musical career was based around Sid Barrett mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even after he stopped being a part of it all all their songs are about Sid Barrett and all their like imagery is about Sid Barrett yeah because I mean, he really is the crux of their their writing material. Oh yeah, it's it's funny to me too, is because I listened to Piper at the Gates of Dawn uh, a couple of years ago for the first time, and it's so much different than all their other stuff. But like, 
I, I do like it. It has a lot of people it has a don't. Un, it has a like unique it. charm to it. Yeah. I I like it. I know. I, I liked it. I didn't love it though. I didn't consider it a. I wouldn't consider the Piper of the Gates of Dawn anything close to a masterpiece. I wouldn't either. In, in my opinion. But to but. me, it's just like good psych music. Like it's just like of the time. Like it just reminds me of probably just a typical band of the time. Like I can see I why do like it. people viewed Sid as a talented guy. Yeah. He also put out an album called The Mad Cab Laughs or something. He has like a solo yeah, album. Yeah, he has a solo album. Yeah. yeah. But um, I don't know. I listened to Piper of the Gates of Dawn and I do remember like... I don't know. It, it is worth listening to. Like anyone listening to this who hasn't heard it, uh, I would say check it out. It's interesting. But yeah, give the first album a try. It's uh, it's very interesting. It's very different. Yeah. Do you remember? So we were hanging out with uh, like uh, Toll. Yeah. And uh, he he said, didn't he say either he went to listen to Pink Floyd for the first time and he came across Piper at the Gates of Dawn for some reason and he listened <laughs> to it and he's like, why is this like one of the biggest bands in the world? Why is this famous? What the hell? Yeah, he's like, what is this? Because he's like, I've got a bike. You, you can, can ride, ride it, it if you, you like. like. <laughs> I would if I could, but yeah. I borrowed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Astronomy Dawnmany, that's a cool song actually. It, uh, or what, isn't it like Intergalactic Stellar Overdrive or something? That's another, yeah, another yeah, song. That's another one. Yeah. Those two, I think, are good though. Yeah, they're both pretty good. But yeah, I don't know. Very, I, very I, I weird say, stuff. Very out there. The stuff. reality is, though, in my opinion, I think of Sid Barrett. I think if none of that happened, Pink Floyd wouldn't be anything close to as famous as they are now. No, because it kind of. I don't think them... Sid. I think they would have been an interesting psychedelic band, mm-hmm. and that would have been the end of their career. Yeah, they would have. They would have like probably held up in the. In the culture of like people who grew up with it, they probably would be like, "Oh yeah, I remember listening to these guys." Yeah, yeah. they wouldn't have broken the mold of time, like the world that, scale. Yeah, yeah. Like for example, to me, like because I like let's say like one of their classics, like "Shine on You Crazy Diamond." It's about yeah. That's a, that's that song to me is a masterpiece, mm-hmm. and it'll last forever. Yeah, and there's no way. I don't think they could have ever written anything like that. Oh no, because with, without the backing or the story or the context or. Well, yeah, I and like I, it's kind of a cliche, but it's actually I'd say it's very true. Um, like, kind of tragedy does create a lot of good art. It creates art because it gives someone like a passion, and it's because people use art a lot of times as like an escape too, right? So if they're actually dealing with something really personal, they're gonna take it to a further level when they're actually feeling the need to. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, de- they definitely wouldn't have been as like crazy as a band i'm sure without him but I'm, i think he inspired a lot of their music yeah even yeah even after he stopped being part of the process right yeah because so, even even the wall hey, that was a good history even yeah. the wall a long time after and they even referenced him then so yeah yeah i know even that much later they were still talking about him a bit yeah but i i do think the wall really that as like yeah yeah so that was later in their career and that's obviously like their how would you put it? I think I think in a lot of ways it is a definitive album. The Wall. Yeah. Mm, yeah. In in the sense that it they really came into uh, what what's the guy's name? Roger Waters. Yeah. Yeah. Just his whole story, like all all about his dad in World War Two and shit like that. It's a fucking crazy album. Yeah. And and I and I liked it because it was a complete disconnect from, as you said, like a lot of their content was pretty similar for a while. Yeah. Brilliant, but just similar. So I think The Wall was like that nice. Yeah. Whoa, this is completely different kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, that's very true. I actually knew someone who owned the wall on Betamax. Which <laughs> that's is, kind of almost tragic in I itself, know. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I don't know. That's that's cool because, like, I think that was my first time ever even seeing a Betamax in person. They were were they smaller or larger than vinyl? Like, <sighs> they're smaller, right? I'm trying to remember. Well, they were like kind of more of a VHS kind of. I've never seen a Betamax, but I do. I've seen pictures of them. I think they were more like the precursor to a VHS. Really? I think so. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, because um, I know there was also a smaller vinyl as well that just didn't quite take off. Yeah, yeah, Betamax. Okay, yeah, Betamax was kind of a precursor to VHS. Um, it's an analog recording and cassette format for magnetic. Here, tape. hold on. Look, show me a picture, and will everybody listening right now just go look if you're, up if a you're picture interested. Yeah. of a Betamax? Yeah. Well, you can just. There's a couple there you can look at. Um, yeah, and if you're listening, if you care enough, you can look up a Betamax Interesting. too. Interesting. <laughs> That's fucking wild. Yeah, but yeah, I literally know someone who still had one of these. Well, not still. It was like obviously passed down from their parents and stuff. 
<laughs> because this was someone my age who showed me it. Uh, it could be an enthusiast. Yeah, maybe they found it. But yeah, I don't know. It's pretty pretty uh, crazy. I don't know how well it hold it held up, but yeah. So I will I will say obviously you know drugs are fun, but don't do don't em. make your life about drugs. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. You know I I am no, absolutely. Con- do you know what my, I'm convinced that when you do drugs. It's not productive to question everything in your life. Yeah. Meaning that, as I said, like the, like for me, like the symptom of being unable to appreciate structure yeah. or the value it has. Right. Because your, your brain has just become so abstract where you go, oh, why do, I, why do I eat food at these times? Or why do I sleep at this time? Like that's all, uh, you know, like it, I think, yeah, I just think it's, it's like a thing you do it every once in a while. You kind of maybe... As you said, you're you're less you're less grounded for a bit, then you come back and you're like, cool. Let's stick to being grounded ninety nine percent of the time. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. Um. Yeah. Actually, just quick. Uh. Well, I guess not quick. Um. Do you think VHS is ever gonna make a comeback the way vinyl? No. Did? You don't. And think I so? can already tell you to, uh, no because it doesn't hold up as well, right? But I still think the now, novelty s- of it kind of does. Like as in. People do make a lot of like artwork out of that analog kind of feeling and stuff, and like people do kind of like that film grainy feeling. Yeah. But as far as like actually trying to preserve um, any like content created in the past, like here's the thing: it's not that good at it. The well, there's one problem. Okay, so vinyl. Okay, it's older, which is all that's fine, but that doesn't mean it's worse in any way, and it's not. Yeah. Because vinyl is lossless, so to speak, meaning it's purely analog. Right. There's no uh, electrical or digital interpolation happening. Oh, sorry, not electrical, just digital. There's mm. no interpolation. Like CDs, for example, are lower quality than vinyl yeah. because they're just digital interpolations of what was on vinyl. Right. And the the quality's pretty good. Like CDs hold pretty well, but like CDs are not going to last either. No. Um, and MP3s, yeah, and they're, 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 uh, they're not lossless. They're loss formats, meaning that they... They cut a bunch of stuff with an algorithm, and it, and it it's fair. It does make sense. It's all designed around getting rid of things that we shouldn't be able to perceptually hear anyway. But the overall package, in a lot of people's opinion, yeah. reduces the quality. Right. So vinyl, in a lot of ways, actually is a tr- is a true way to listen to music still. Yeah. And there's obviously other ways to obtain that, but vinyl is just a great way to do it. Yeah. So why not just listen to vinyl? Yeah. So there's no downgrade there. It's not like, oh, there's... Yeah. Oh, it's older true. and it's better. No, it, it it really is. Well, yeah, because VHS is very obviously lower quality. It's lower quality. Yeah, I actually remember the first time watching a DVD. Like, no joke. I recall. I think it was like my parents got a DVD player for the first time, and I remember my dad. I, I again, it wasn't as big of a deal to me at the time, but I think my dad. I just recall him talking about it, and that's why it's such a big memory to me yeah but i remember him he put it in he was just like wow he's like this is like so crisp like he was like just blown away by how nice it looked like the dvd yeah and i saw so i was like that clearly was like my first time probably ever watching a dvd and because i remember my dad reacting like as soon as it came on he was just like whoa blown away at the time yeah yeah <laughs> i wish i could remember my parents reaction to stuff like that yeah that would be cool because for is. them they're probably going holy shit this is uh this is the future this is crazy yeah because I, I live... Now, oh, sorry, but just uh, before we move on, though. Yeah. One big thing is putting video on tape. Is that, There's a reason there's still there's a lot of people in film that still do tape yeah. when they're recording movies. A lot of, a lot of pe- directors still do it. Oh, really? Is because it's, it's, the same as, uh, it's the same as audio. Like, putting it on, a, on that medium means there's no interpolation happening. It, it, it's exactly that. Okay. Um, and, it's, and it looks very good. The problem is, is putting it on a VHS and then processing it through like your VHS unit. You That's when you, you lose don't the get quality. a great product coming out. Yeah. So, so is there a way to take the analog and somehow make it digital, like convert it digitally and still keep the quality? Well, we we already do a great job of that. The yeah. reality is, like, four. I mean, four K Blu-ray looks pretty fucking good. Yeah. It's very high, high, very high resolution. Right. Um. Especially if you're, let's say, let's say you're watching on a 15 inch screen and you're standing, you're standing 10, 15 feet away. Yeah. If it's 4K, I don't think you're going to be able to discern any sort of difference beyond that point. Right. So it already looks pretty fucking good. Yeah. No, videos come a long way, but there's a reason why there's not such a strong nostalgia. 
yeah. for video the same way there is for audio, and that's the big reason. Yeah. Vinyl is a very high quality audio medium. Yeah, and that will never change. That's true. I I, I still think like even just the kind of glitch art and like kind of um, I don't know, like vapor wavy type artwork a lot of that uses kind of the imperfections of vhs so i mean there's still a nostalgia there but it's definitely used purely for an aesthetic rather than the quality of it you know what i mean yeah, yeah but i can see maybe people putting stuff out on stuff like that just for that reason just for the novelty of it but yeah it's not going to be like the the staple you know i can't yeah see some that people probably have vhs for fun and shits and giggles and whatever but yeah the reality is the tape and those things are pretty crap yeah they were they were designed to be sold for five to ten dollars mm-hmm. for wound over and over again and used and abused so like I, it's just shitty tape i actually know a guy who has a huge vhs collection in his basement like huge yeah and that's kind of what made me even think of it to begin with i was like i wonder if any of that's gonna actually be worth a lot down the road and it's still potential Oh, of course. No, it's, it's still, a piece it, it of history. It could still gain value, just for, yeah. as you said, purely on the fact it's historical. Historical value. Yeah, there's no doubt. But it's like, I know a lot of people, when DVDs came out, they just were getting rid of their VHSs, like, left, right, and center. Like, my parents got rid of tons of VHSs. We used to have tons, and, like, they just got rid of them. I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a hoarder, but I'm genuinely thinking, like, I don't know. If I had something like that, I wouldn't be quick to get rid of it just because it is potentially it's just cool to hold on to something old i think to a degree yeah yeah but you can you can still pick up tons of vhs's for like a dollar at flea market still to this day so yeah and sometimes it does pay it does not pay off it was sorry it pays off to keep it because uh we might have talked about this before but the same thing once again going back to audio yeah when the digital movement started to happen maybe around the mid 2000s yeah everything started becoming digitized and all that shit they, a lot of studios started buying all this new digital equipment, and they tossed all their old analog shit, like lots of tubes and all that stuff. Yeah. Then a couple years passed, and they went, oh, we fucked up. They're like, this digital shit, not very good, does not sound great, and they were all scrambling to get their old equipment back. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it doesn't always... It, just because something's new doesn't mean it's going to stand the test of time. That's Let's true. put it that way. Yeah. So And lots of studios now... They still have plenty. They all a lot of their equipment. A lot of the most famous stuff came from the seventies. Yeah. So well, actually, yeah. I've been kind of i've I've been filming horse races like once a week, and uh, I use so much old equipment. It's kind of funny. Like it's a weird mashup of new and old equipment. All but, the um, new equipment just to keep the old stuff going. Yeah, it's funny because it's like I have to. I'm I'm using like a computer to kind of snip clips of it, but then we have like a backup a backup like analog version of it in case yep, yep. something goes wrong. I can still send it to them because people are betting on these horses, so it's important to make sure it's all preserved. You need to always have redundancy. Yeah, without so question. It's yeah. kind of funny because yeah, I've, I've I've had to get used to using some weird janky old equipment and yeah, yeah. a lot of new equipment, so it's like a weird mashup. But no, that must be pretty fun. Oh, it is fun. Yeah, just doing that sort of race shit. Oh, it is fun. Um, hey, I love old tech. Something, uh, something else I want to mention while we're on this topic because it's it's pretty topical and it's kind of relevant. I just Ooh, read, yeah, topical and relevant. I yeah. like the way you put that. I like know. you're some sort of MC host going, <laughs> like, okay, guys. I thought I'd get into this next topic because not only is it topical, but, but it's also relevant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I just steer read the ship, Jamie. Steer the ship. I just read that. Uh, uh, a sealed version of Mario 64, like an original for N64, sold for $1.5 million. Fuck me. I know. And I'm like, I used to own that game. <laughs> who would not Who would buy Mario 64 than just not open it? Well, that too. That's the first but fucked who, up part. But who pays that much for it? Because like... Rich people that have nothing better to do, Jamie? What do you think but, Notch does in his spare time? But that, he th- sold Minecraft for $4 billion. He's probably buying that shit all the time. He's like, I don't know what the fuck to do with all but my like, money. For example, I just looked it up, and there's you can get Super Mario N64 right now used for $129. So it's like it just inflated all the prices of all the original 64 games, pretty much. Just it's because a, somebody a, paid that much, I'm sure it inflated mm, the prices. That's so half much. true. I think COVID made all collectibles increase in value. That's true too. Yeah, because but people that, are at home and they're bored and they're they start thinking, I want to collect something. That's true. But that did that, that broke like a record. Like that was the 
pretty much the most expensive game ever sold now, Mario 64. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. I know. That blew my mind because I was like, I literally knew so many people who owned that game. And it's like, what? So if they just happened to not open it, like they all would have had a, been able to sell it for like a couple million. Like, No, of course not. It's all about rarity. Well, True. The no. only reason it was 1.5 million is because there's nothing else like it, and it was the only one there. True, but I, my point is, out of all the people I know who owned that game growing up, if just one of them happened to buy an extra copy and not open it, like that's still crazy to me. That True. They now, that just much. happened to. How likely is that to happen? Yeah. How often do you buy well, yeah, like, you're not a video game, that. then purchase an additional copy and go, I'm going to hold this for 30 years? Yeah. It doesn't really, it doesn't naturally come to but mind. It has get, to be a variant. The guy who did that maybe at the time was a big fucking brainer going, you know what? I'm just going to open this and just hold on to this for a long time. And he probably time. just bought another copy and actually played that. Like. That or maybe they were going through like their freaking dad's shit when he passed away or something. And they're like, oh, what? He never opened this or something. Oh, so yeah, true. That's That could be a fluke as well. Yeah. I, I would definitely believe. That's not the last unopened copy left. It could be that oh, exactly. in someone's attic somewhere, they just got something worth millions or And they don't even know. Or they're so or they're sort of touch that they find it unopened and they just they just go, Oh, let's crack it open. Yeah, let's see and what put it in the like. console. Yeah. Not knowing that they're cracking open of one point five million dollars yeah. in theoretical value. I know. That's oh. that's just that blew my mind when I read that, honestly. I don't know. It's always demand, man. Yeah. How many of them are left? How many can you get and how hard are they to get? Yeah. Because it even blew my mind that Earthbound, they would sell for like $10,000 each, like a copy. And I don't even think this is sealed copies. This is just because somehow that's a rare game. It's, even a, it's though, a craze, even though it was a pretty success. I don't know either. I have no idea. I think, I think with that game, it was more of a cult classic. So I think there are very limited copies, but now... Less than Mario 64. That is way less. Certain. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, exactly. So if someone <laughs> managed to have a sealed Earthbound, wow. They're gonna. They're gonna take this world by storm. <laughs> Watch out, Jeff Bezos. I know he's gonna. He's gonna, your neighbor's gonna be moving in. He's gonna be selling Earthbound money. That's how he's gonna buy his property. <laughs> exactly. Holy. <laughs> Just kidding. Jeff Bezos definitely owns all of his neighbors' houses too. That's, so that's true. Creating a large empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you hear about those like calm down booths they're putting in Amazon? <laughs> yeah. Dude, they're putting they're actually that's not even just Amazon. Like some yeah. people some people are starting to do that now. Yeah. And I, I, you know, it, it just blows my mind that okay, I know this is going to come across a little out of okay, you can come back and reel me in again, okay? Sure. But just the fact that our grandparents and great-grandparents like went to war and like saw their friends die and yeah. fucking like had their legs blown off, traumatized for life. Yeah. And now in first world country in in almost unarguably some of the best living conditions ever in history. Yeah. Now we have calm down rooms in our at our jobs. Yeah. I mean I don't know. Like it was I, different I just times, feel like so I guess shit was pretty fucked up back then. And I was, I'm not saying it's perfect now, but No. I would say I we kinda actually talked about this before, but I do think anxiety and stuff is far more prevalent now. And I think it is with the advent of the internet and people not needing to interact as much. We kinda got on that before. I would say like people are just conditioned a little differently now than they used to be. I would say that's a big part. My big theory is it's really it makes life really simple when you have a very clear opposition. Yeah. So in the, that exactly, in the, yeah. That in the case being so for example, that was like their only option was to either do that or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, at the time like Hitler was an an absolute evil yeah. that was not going at that point it was very clear he was not going to stop. And the only answer was to def- was to go stop him. Yeah. So it, it just creates this really obvious archetype of this person is absolute evil. We need to stop and, him, and that and, it does make life simple. Exactly in that and, way. And I would say, arguably, that gives someone a little more purpose too than someone feeling like they're kind of trapped in a job at a warehouse, pissing in jugs. Like, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess like I, that's another kind of part of it is like. I can see that can probably be draining on someone's mental health after a while if they feel kind of like trapped there, I guess. See, you're already reeling me back. This is great. This yeah, is good. Yeah. I went on my quick like boomer, <laughs> angry boomer rant. Just like, oh, no, no. But oh. the contrast is funny. I do get what you're saying. I I saw like a, a meme about it and it was like, it was like, 
hey, everyone, look, Jeffrey was just using the cry booth. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bezos slips into the, the room. Oh, yeah, I, I can't believe I said Jeffrey. I guess I should have just had a random name. <laughs> just Bezos. Uh, like every, He's like, one moment. Yeah, he's the, the only one who uses it. Quick. Yeah, <laughs> he's the only one who uses it. All his employees like don't use it, and Jeff Bezos visits the warehouse. He's like, I, need to, I just need to go in here for a second. He's, he's he's stressed it all all over the over all the money he's losing during his divorce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck! I'm gonna lose tens of billions of dollars. That's true. Is he getting divorced? Yeah, him and Bill Gates too. Wow. All the rich people are getting divorced now. <laughs> Why not, dude? If you were married to one of these rich people yeah. and you eventually realized this guy's kind of a pain in the ass now, he's kind of annoying me. He's old, whatever. Yeah. I, and then you you kind of go okay if I divorce him right now I get okay tens of billions of dollars okay and I don't have to talk to him anymore yeah. and I yeah just say bye see that's, you later it's a win win I'm gonna go be super rich forever bye that's true I mean holy fuck moly I wish I could be like the, I wish I could be Bill Gates' wife if I could resurrect and be Bill Gates' wife and just just take him for everything he has I, oh fuck yeah uh, the one that he is kind of a catch though there's that video of him jumping over a chair from standing position yep yep I don't know I don't know if I could leave that. That's pretty talented, but yeah. you know. the video has such like a, a professional name. It's like Bill Gates jumping from a static position, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> over a chair. Oh man, no fucking way you can do that now, though. So I don't know, man. She got she got the best. Oh, he has time. Bi- he she already, has bionic legs. Or she something. already took his best times. That's true. She had Bill Gates his whole youth, and now she's like, I just want to fuck off with money and go to Puerto Rico every day. Ah, oh, yeah. Can you even can you even fathom, Jamie, that? Bill Gates' wife, or Jeff Bezos' wife, could literally do two pounds of cocaine every day, <laughs> like with like with like off of twenty male strippers <laughs> in like a rented like twenty million dollar mansion that she doesn't even bother buying because she doesn't fucking care. Yeah, and crash a like crash a yacht every single day. Yeah. into an island and yeah. watch it sink, and she could probably do that daily for the rest of her life. Yeah, and she probably will. <laughs> like that's how fucking rich she is. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, is that the type of girl she is? I don't know much about her. Is she, I have no idea. Is she a partier? Maybe she's about to find out. <laughs> she's never. Maybe she's never had this freedom before. Maybe she's starting to go. Oh my god, I could do that. That's true. I. You know, we we've talked about this. I've talked about some people recently, but money just fucks you up. Yeah, money fucks your head. It makes you weird. Yeah, out it, of touch with what's going on, I guess. Yeah, so that whole the whole thing of we like all the destructive things we could do with our body, thankfully, I think in a lot of ways are restricted by the fact that we can't afford to do them all the time. Yeah. How many people would be doing cocaine daily if they actually had the financial option to do so? Oh, well that's why a lot of famous celebrities end up they destroy themselves because they stuff. start to realize there is no rules. They're like, well, I could do that. They're like, I basically can retire now, so I really don't need to do anything else, theoretically. Yeah, I could destroy them. my whole life, and it's a null. Holy shit, Jamie. And be fine. What? We're way over. Are we? Oh, my God. We're like six minutes over. Oh, okay. Well, Whoa. That's That seemed way more intense. I was like expecting you to say like 20 minutes over, but okay. No, yeah. no. Okay. I guess like pre- kind of over. That's still pretty over. All but right. Yeah. Anyways. Bill- well, anyway, <laughs> it's over. It's over. Wow. We just kind of rambled for like... Th- uh, is that not what we always do? <laughs> I know. Just this time it felt less uh, coordinated. Like we're just All freaking. Right. Well, anyway, guys, don't do cocaine yeah, every don't day. Don't do drugs. I just I usually feel in control. You know, we we end the show at the right time or whatever. Yeah. But okay, well. guys. Wow. Thank you for listening. <laughs> All right. Bye. Always a good time. Goodbye. <laughs>